You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. 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 Yes, good evening. Thank you so very much for tuning in tonight to gospelbestradio.com, your community Christian internet talk radio with a mission to engage the contemporary culture with the mind of Christ. It's Saturday, the 15th of July, 2023, and the program is Reader's Club. And of course, last week we started reading the book Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. And what a wonderful session we had yesterday. Uh, no, I mean last week rather. What a wonderful session we had last week. And thankfully we were able to read three chapters last week. Uh, but experience has shown that we should just strive to read a chapter at a time. So last Saturday we read uh, the first two chapters, uh, The City of Destruction and... and exactly the, the, the second one the city of destruction and after that we read and on on sunday we read uh, the chapter on the swamp of of this pond and i thank god for the feedback we had after those two sessions today we are gathered to read the fourth chapter which is mr worldly wise man it promises to be yet another insightful period this is a very wonderful wonderful book and i thank you all for joining us uh, at gospel best radio live i see the record number of people we have there at gospel best radio live now thank you so very much uh for joining us and for those who are here in the virtual studio i see you uh their brother nia drugbangba their sister sister Bede Seka, their sister tutua wunuga uh, their sister Esther Mosogbe, uh, their grandma, grandma S. Thank you very much. And sister Fumbi, thank you also. I see you there in the virtual studio. Let's make this as interactive as possible and let's begin. If you're at gospelbestradio.com, I wanted to re- refresh your page, refresh your page, and then you'll see the program for today already outlined uh, as a PDF on our page. So you can follow that program. Uh, you can sing with us and then you can also read along with us. Let's begin now. We're going to begin by singing. Our permanent aim for this study, as long as we are, st- we are reading Pilgrim's Progress, our aim, the opening aim will be uh, we are marching to Zion. Because indeed, that's, I mean, that, that's the, that's the uh, exact message of this, of, this, of this study. We are marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. So if you are there with us, uh, open to the PDF you have at, at gospelbestudio.com or the PDF available uh, for uh, members uh, who are in the virtual class. And let's sing together. Come with that love the Lord and let our joys be known. Let's let's sing together. We're going to start now. Come with the love of the Lord. 
Okay, let's sing together now. Come with the love of the Lord. Come with the love of the Lord and let our joys be known. Join in a song in sweet accord. Join in a song in sweet accord. And thus around the throne. And thus around the throne. We are marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We are marching up to Zion. The beautiful city of God. Those refuse to sing who never knew a God. But children of the heavenly king, but children of the heavenly king must their joys abroad, must speak their joys abroad. We are marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We are marching up to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Years of Zion, it's a thousand sacred sweets. Before we reach the heavenly feast, before we reach the heavenly feast, or walk the golden streets, or walk the golden streets, we are marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion, we are marching up to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Then let our songs abound on every We are marching through Emmanuel's ground. We are marching through Emmanuel's ground to Pharaoh. What's on high to Pharaoh? What's on high? We are marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We are marching up to Zion. Oh yes, amen. We are marching to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Thank you very much for singing along. Let's pray now. We have uh, our dear sister, Sister Esther Mostogwe. Thank you very much, Ma, for joining us again this evening. So please lead us in the opening prayer. Okay. Thank you, sir. Shall we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, in the mighty name of Jesus? Amen. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise for this wonderful opportunity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, once again that you have made us to come together to learn and study at your feet. Father, we thank you for the grace of life. Thank you for your breath of life that has been keeping and sustaining us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. Thank, thank you, Lord, for the grace to know you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit thank you, Lord. that is leading and directing our ways. Ancient of this, we give you praise. Be lifted up in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because you have helped us since last week that we started this pursuit lord we give you praise because your word says he that has begun a good work in us 
you bring it to perfection. Yes. Father, we thank you, God, because as we have started this, you will help us and you will strengthen us. You will see us through this journey in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that every day of our meeting, we shall encounter you. Amen. Every day of our meeting, you will speak to us. Amen. Every day of our meeting, you will trace our steps back to the cross Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, this evening we have come to learn at your feet. Father, once again we pray in any way, morality, loyalty, in mm. any way, civility as as secretly taking us away from the narrow way. Father, this evening we are praying that you will restore us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that this evening you will take us back to the path, to the ancient path, Amen. and you will help us to keep our eyes focused on the cross. Amen. You help us to keep our eyes focused on the narrow gate Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. At the end of today's lesson, we'll have every reason to glorify your name. Amen. Father, we pray for everyone partaking here that, Lord, you will minister to every one of us. You grant us strength. You help us to be able to concentrate throughout this time of blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, Lord, be glorified. We thank you, Lord, for answered prayers thank in you, Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you so very much. Thank, thank you so very much. Yes, okay, let's read uh, the memory verses, the permanent memory verses. Uh, hopefully from next week, we will start to ask uh, members of the Readers Club to read it without uh, looking at the screen. Now, we trust you not to look at the screen when you are reading it. Okay, we have those three memory verses, uh, the permanent memory verses for this, uh, for this study. Okay. Are we ready? Members of the Readers Club can unmute and let's read together. Are we ready? Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. 1 Peter 2, 11. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them from afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Yes. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Matthew 7, 13 to 14. Yeah, thank you so very much. And of course, we find that uh, this you, you'll find the key to every chapter in any one of these three verses. Okay, the story so far. What's the story so far? For those who are just joining us, especially at gospelbestradio.com live, what's the story so far? Sister Domi, what's the story so far? Okay, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Thank you for having me once again. Always a pleasure. The story so far. Um, starting from chapter one, which is the city of destruction. Yes. There we see the narrator in this book, in this chapter, how he was wandering through the wilderness and he decided to lay down to sleep. Mm -hmm. And he dreams there he saw a man in rags with a heavy burden load on his back, mm. holding a book. The name of the man is Christian. Yes. And the book in his hand is the Bible. Yes. 
And as Christian read the Bible, he wept and cried because he could not contain himself mm-hmm. with what he found out from the book, from the Bible. And in this predicament, Christian went home to narrate his ordeal to his wife and children about the destruction that would befall the city mm. and the heavy burden on his back. But here we see in this that his family did not believe him. Mm. He tried to convince them, saying, and he quotes from the chapter, says, this city of ours will be burned with fire mm. from heaven. Mm-hmm. But hearing this, they felt he was mentally deranged yes. and told him to slip it off. Yeah. But of course, this was not a case of Christian, because the more he read, the more he was troubled. And as he was walking in the fields one of the days, he met a man named Evangelist. He saw him, and the evangelist told him to leave his hometown, mm-hmm. which is the city of destruction. And he also showed him the way he has to go, which is through the narrow gate. Yes. But Chris then could not see the narrow gate. He could only see a shining light okay. towards the narrow gate. And he began to run, and he left his home blocking his ears from shouts of his family to come back. Mm -hmm. And in the chapter two, which is obstinate and pliable. Mm -hmm. And as the name implies, so is the character in this chapter. So as Christian ran away from the city, two of his neighbors, which is obstinate and pliable, pursued him with intention to persuade him to return. Yes. But rather, Christian's mind was made up for his journey. And catching up with him, Christian narrates his ordeal to obstinate and pliable, telling them about the city of destruction and how he met the evangelist mm. who showed him the way to go, which is the narrow gate. But often it refuses to go along, not ready to part with the pleasures of the city. But pliable, on the other hand, was ready to follow Christian after narrating what he will see mm-hmm. and the instructions they will receive once they get to the narrow gate. So in this chapter, we see Christian and Pliable journeyed along together. And as Christian described the things in the book, in the Bible, to Pliable, he narrated the glorious place to him. They were both thrilled and filled with excitement, and they hastened their steps. Mm -hmm. But the heavy burden on Christian's back still weighed him down. And moving to the chapter three, which we did last, which yes. was the swamp of Despond. Yeah. Here in this chapter, we see Christian and Pliable move along, not paying attention, and they fell into a swamp called Despond. Mm. And here we see that they began to sink, and Christian sank deeper because of the burden on his back. Pliable was so discouraged and angry about their predicaments. And he left Christian in the mud, ready to go back to his home because he was not sure how their journey would end. But here we see Christian struggled in the swamp, going far away from his home and closer to the narrow gate. But not long, a man named Hell pulls him out mm-hmm. of the swamp. And here in this chapter, after help pulled Christian out, Christian inquired why there was a swamp along his way and how, that's why it was not mended. 
and help explain to the Christian that the swamp of Desmond cannot be mended. Quoting from the, from the chapter, he said, for the sinner is awakened about his lost condition and arises his many fears, doubts, and discouragements. Mm -hmm. And also help explain to him how king, the king has sent his laborers to exactly. mend the ground mm -hmm. with the best materials, but it remains the swamp of Desmond. Exactly. Also, in the swamp, there are solid steps to follow, but men hardly see it. And in the ending part of this chapter three, we see pliable how he got home. He was ridiculed for embarking on the journey with Christian in the first place. Exactly. Thank you so very much, Naomi. Thank you so much. Excellent, excellent uh, summary. I, I hope I got. No, no, you did. You did. Excellent, all. excellent summary. Thank you so very much. The story so far. So, indeed, anyone who is joining for the first time, I, I encourage you to stay read, but haven't listened to this. I'm sure that uh, that yeah, you have been put uh, in good stead to fully understand the story today from this chapter titled Mr. Wardley Wise Man. This is a fairly long chapter. So, let's all be patient as we listen to our brother, Nia Drukbagba, read this chapter, Mr worldly wise man afterwards we are going to uh, ask us to discuss uh, what this chapter illustrates about our spiritual journeys in a worldly culture what does it illustrate about us journeying uh, spiritually in a worldly culture and then please pay attention in what specific ways in this story does mr worldly wise man attempt to lead christian let us try to identify those specific ways uh, that he, he, he attempts uh, to mislead him and then let us explore the role of evangelist in this story pay attention to it and then we have a number of of, of bible verses i'll ask you we'll read it out and then we'll ask you to map it to a particular part of the text and let's talk about it and then of course as always we're going to ask each person for uh, the takeaway from this uh, from this reading so please scroll down if where uh, scroll down to the bottom part of the program for today and you'll find the text for today if you're at gospelbestradio.com live you can join us by just tapping the whatsapp widget on the bottom right hand corner of our page and contribute and of course uh, we expect members of the virtual club to unmute and and make this as lively as possible mr wardley wise man Brandy, ready yes okay I hope you can hear me yeah we can hear you go ahead sir. Thank you so much. All right. Um, Mr. Wardley Wiseman. Yes. Now, as Christian was walking by himself, he spotted someone afar off, traveling over the field. And they happened to meet just as they were crossing each other's path. The gentleman's name was Mr. Wardley Wiseman. He dwelt in the town of Canal Policy, a very large town, close by the city of destruction, from whence Christian came. This man, meeting with Christian, had some knowledge of him, for Christians living in the city of destruction was much talked about. Not only where he had lived, but also it was the talk of the town in other places. Mr. Worldly Wise Man, therefore, beholding Christian's typical journey and observing his size and growing, and the like being of to enter into conversation with Christian. Say there, friend, where are you going in this burdened manner? Asked worldly wise man. A burdened manner indeed, I think, as, an, as any poor creature ever had, replied Christian. 
And since you ask me where I'm going, I will tell you, sir. I'm going to yonder narrow gate, where is, which is ahead of me. There I am informed I shall be instructed how to read of my heavy body. Have you a wife and children? Asked worldly wise man. Yes, replied Christian. But I'm so weighed down with this burden on my back that I cannot take pleasure in them as I once did. In fact, it is now as though I had no family at all. If I give you counsel, will you take my advice? Asked worldly wise man. If it is good counsel, I will, replied Christian, for I am in need of a good advice. I will advise you then, responded worldly wise man, that you rid yourself of this burden on your back as quick as possible, for you can never have happiness or peace of mind until you do. That is what I am seeking for, answered Christian. I desperately want to be rid of this heavy body, but I cannot get it off myself, nor is there any man in our country who can remove it from my shoulders. Therefore, I am going this way, as I, as I told you, that I may read of my body. Who told you that this was the way to read you of your body, replied worldly wise man. A man who appeared to be a very noble and horrible person, answered Christian. His name, as I remember, is Evangelist. I cross him for that counsel, smelled worldly wise man. There is not a more dangerous and troublesome way in all the world. You shall find this out for yourself if you follow his advice. I see that you have met with trouble already. For I see that the mire from the swamp of this one is upon you. That swamp is just the beginning of the sorrows which attend those who continue in that dangerous way. Listen to me, for I am older than you. On that narrow way, you are sure to meet with weariness, pain, hunger, peril, sword, lions, dragons, darkness, and what not. In a word, you will meet with death. Hmm. These things are certainly true, having been confirmed by many testimonies. And why should you so carelessly cast yourself away by giving heed to a stranger? Why, sir, answered Christian, this burden upon my back is more dreadful to me than all the things which you have mentioned. Indeed, I do not care what danger I meet with along the way, as long as I get deliverance for my body. How did you get your body in the first place? Questioned worldly wise man. By reading this book in my hand, answered Christian. I thought so, snapped worldly wise man. And it has happened unto you as to other weak men who meddling with things too high for them do suddenly fall into the same bewilderment that you now suffer in these perplexing states. They undertake dangerous ventures to obtain the know not what. I know what I want to obtain, as a Christian, ease from my every body. But why do you seek for ease in this perilous way, asked the worldly wise man, seeing that so many dangers attend you, especially since had you been but sense to listen to me, 
I could direct you how to obtain what you desire without all these dangers. Yes, and with my remedy, you shall gain much safety, friendship, and happiness. Please, sir, reveal this secret to me, begged Christian. All the wise man began. Why, in yonder village named Morality, there dwells a gentleman whose name is Legality. He is a very sensible man, having a good reputation, who has ability to help remove such burdens like yours. Yes, to my knowledge, he has done a great deal of good. This way and besides, he has skill to cure those who are somewhat crazed in their minds because of their bodies. To him, you may go and be helped in a very short while. His house is not quite a mile from here. And if he should not be at home himself, his handsome young son, mm. whose name is Civility, can help you as well as the old gentleman himself. There, I say, you may be eased of your heavy burden. And if you do not want to return to the city of destruction, and I encourage you not to return, you may send for your wife and children to join in this village, in the town of Morality. There are many vacant houses, one of which you may have at a reasonable rate. It is inexpensive to live there. And all the neighbors are honest and fashionable. To be sure, this will make your life more happy. Now, Krishna was somewhat in the dilemma, but he shortly concluded that if what this gentleman had said was true, then his wisest course was to take the advice of worldly wise man. So Krishna inquired, Sir, what is the way to this honest man's house? Do you see yonder hill? asked worldly wise man. Yes, very well, replied Christian. You must go by that hill, directly at worldly wise man. And the first house you come to is his. So I saw in my dream that Christian turned out of the narrow way to go to Mr. Legality's house for help. But behold, when he got near the hill, it was so high and it so hung over him that Christian was afraid to venture further. This the hill should fall on his head. Flashes of fire also came out of the hill, which made Christian afraid that he should be burned alive. Therefore, he stood still and did not know what to do. His body now seemed even heavier to him than when he was in a narrow way. He was so frightened that he trembled with fear. He now began to be very sorry that he had taken worldly wise man's counsel. Just then, he saw Evangelist coming to meet him, at whose sight he began to blush with shame. So Evangelist drew nearer and nearer, and coming up to Christian, he gazed upon him with a solemn countenance, and thus began to address Christian. What are you doing here, Christian? asked Evangelist. Christian did not know what to answer, and stood speechless before him. Then Evangelist continued, are you not the man that I found within outside the city of destruction? Yes, kind sir, I am the man, replied Christian. Did I not direct you to the way which leads to yonder narrow gates? Questioned Evangelist. Yes, dear sir, 
Christian said. Why is it then that you have so quickly turned aside? That's the evangelist. For you have now gone out of the narrow way. And Christian explained. Soon as I had gotten over the swamp of this pond, I met a gentleman who persuaded me that in the village of morality, I would find a man who could take off my body. What did this man look like? Asked the evangelist. He looked like a gentleman, replied Christian, and talked much to me until he persuaded me to leave the narrow way. But when I saw this hill and I was hung over the path, I could proceed no further, being afraid that it would tumble down on my head. What else did the gentleman say to me? inquired the evangelist. Why, he said, he asked me where I was going, and I told him, responded Christian. And what did he say then? asked the evangelist. He asked me if I had a family, and I told him yes, but I was so weighed down with the burden on my back that I could not take pleasure in them as formerly, responded Christian. And what did he say then? inquired the evangelist. He entreated me to get rid of my body as fast as I could, and I told him that this was the very thing I sought, and that I was going to yonder gate to receive further direction, how I may get to the place of deliverance. Then he said that he would show me a better way, much shorter, which was not so, which not was not so attended to difficulties at the narrow way in which I was going. He said that this new way will bring me to a gentleman's house who had skill to take off everybody. So I believed him and turned out of the narrow way, hoping that I might soon be eased of my body. But when I came to this place and beheld this dreadful thing, I stopped for fear of danger. And now I do not know what to do. Then, said the evangelist, stand still a little that I may show you the words of God. So Christians stood trembling. Then evangelists began, see that you do not refuse to listen to the one who speaks from heaven. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, I will not be pleased with him. Christian, you are the man who is running into this misery. You have begun to reject the counsel of the Most High God and to draw back from the way of peace, even to the hazard of your soul's perdition. Then Christian fell down at his feet as dead, crying, Woe is me, for I am undone. At the sight of which, evangelists caught him by the right hand, saying, All kinds of sin and blasphemies shall be forgiven. Stop doubting and believing. And Christian began to revive and stood up trembling before evangelists. Then evangelists proceeded, proceeded saying, Give more earnest attention to the things I shall tell you. I will now show you who deluded you and to whom he sent you. The man whom you met is one named Mr. Worldly Wiseman and is rightly called partly because it likes worldly thinking and partly because it loves worldly teaching. For it saves him from the doctrine of the cross of Christ. Therefore, 
he always goes to the town of morality to church. And because he is of the worldly temper, he seeks to oppose the way of the cross. Now, there are three things in this man's counsel that you must utter, utterly abhor. First, he's turning you out of the right way. Secondly, he's laboring to render the cross odious to you. Thirdly, he's setting your feet on the way which leads unto eternal death. First, you must abhor his turning you out of the right way and you're consenting to his false guidance. This is to reject the counsel of God for the sake of the counsel of the world. The Lord says, make every effort to enter through the narrow gate, the gate to which I sent you. For narrow is the gate and straight is the way that leads to life, and only a few find it. For this little narrow gate, and from this narrow way, this wicked man has turned you and has brought you almost to destruction. You must hate, therefore, is turning you out of the narrow way and abhor yourself for heartening to him. Secondly, you must abhor his laboring to render the cross odious unto you. For you are too perfect, you are too, you are to prefer it before the treasures of Egypt. Besides, Jesus, the King of glory, has told you that he who will save his life shall lose it. Shall lose it. And if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Therefore, I say, if any man labors to persuade you that the Lord's counsel will lead to your death, you must completely abhor his false doctrine. Thirdly, you must hate his turning your feet into the way which leads unto death. And for this, you must consider to whom he sent you, and also how unable that person is to deliver you from your heavy body. He to whom you were sent for relief is Mr. Legality, the son of the bondwoman who is in bondage to the law. Along with her children, she represents Mount Sinai, which is the mountain you fed will fall on your head. Now, if she, along with her children, are in bondage, how can you expect to be made free from them? This Mr. Legality, therefore, is not able to set you free from your body. No one was ever freed from their body by him. No, nor can this ever be. For he cannot be justified by the works of the law. For by the deeds of the law, no man can rid of his body. Therefore, Mr. Worldly Wise Man is a liar. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Legality is cheat. And as for his son, civility, notwithstanding his pleasant looks, he is but a hypocrite and cannot help you either. Believe me, there is no substance in all this blustering talk which you have heard of these deceivers. Their only design is to teach you out of your salvation. 
by turning you from the narrow way in which I had sent you. After this, evangelist called aloud to the heaven for confirmation of what he had said. And immediately, the word and fire came out of the mountain under which Paul Christian stood. This made the hair of his neck stand up. These are the words that came forth. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cause is anyone who does not continue to obey all these commands that are written in the book of the law. Christian now expected nothing but death and began to cry out woefully. He even cursed the time when he met with Mr. Worldly Wiseman, calling himself a thousand fools for happening to his false counsel. He also was greatly ashamed to think that this man's worldly advice, coming only from human reason, should so easily prevail with him as to cause him to forsake the right way. Christian then spoke to evangelists with great earnestness. Excuse me. Sir, is there any hope for me? May I now go back and then proceed through the narrow gate? Or should I abandon? Or shall I, or be, should abandoned? I be abandoned because of my waywardness? I am sorry I happened to this man's old counsel. Can my sin ever be forgiven? Then said the evangelist to him, Your sin is very great, but by it you have committed two evils. You have forsaken the right way to tread in forbidden paths, yet the man at the narrow gate will still receive you. Only take heed that you never again turn aside, lest you perish in your disobedience. For God's anger can flare up in an instant. And Christian committed himself to return to the narrow way. Evangelist then kissed him and encouraged him with a smile, commending him to God's safekeeping. So Christian went on with haste and did not speak to anyone along the way. And if anyone addressed him, he would not happen to their counsel. He traveled like one who was treading on forbidden and dangerous ground and could never feel himself safe until he was back on the narrow way, which he had left to follow Mr. Worldly Wise Man's advice. Yes. Thank you so very much. You've been listening to our brother, Niedrug Magba, reading chapter four of Pilgrim's Progress, the uh, Mr. Worldly Wise Man. Nee, thank you so much. Maybe you need a cup of water there because this is one of the lengthier chapters. <laughs> Exactly. These are the lesser chapters in this book. But I mean, but what a story and what a sermon. Because ultimately, you look at this chapter and it's just a sermon. Listening to it, you have everything uh, laid out for us. This appears to be uh, similar to one of those chapters in the Bible where you have a vision and then the Lord interpreting that same vision in the same in the same in the same portion of the text. And that's what we have here. Uh, we have the we have the allegory right here and we also have the interpretation of the allegory right here. So thank you all for staying with us. It's Reader's Club on gospelverseradio.com and we are reading Pilgrim's Progress and we are now at chapter four. Uh, Mr. Wadley Wiseman now just read. So for people who are here in the virtual studio, you can unmute now and join this discussion. And for those who are with us at gospelverseradio.com, join us as well. Just tap the uh, WhatsApp widget on the bottom right corner of our page and contribute. Uh, I think by now, each of us should have 
takeaway points from this chapter, and that's what we are going to focus on. Our takeaway points from uh, different parts of this of this chapter, because the chapter has been interpreted already uh, by evangelists who met up with Christian again on the way. The first thing I want us to discuss very briefly, and let's make our contributions, you know, very crisp and uh, and as short as possible, so that we manage time very well. Uh, we have seen Christian's experience here. What does it illustrate about? Uh, spiritual journeys in a worldly culture. What does, it, what does it tell us about spiritual journeys in a worldly culture? So you have uh, you or me some more, and some other Christians all over the world embarking on a spiritual journey, but in a culture like this, in a worldly culture, what does it tell us? Anyone uh, volunteering to, to answer that? What does it tell us of what we are starting to encounter as we you know, as we journey on to Zion, remember our hymn, we are marching, we are marching to Zion. As we march on to Zion, but in this world, what does it tell us? Go ahead, sis. It tells us um, that we will always face distractions, we will always face temptations. Exactly. Because Mr. Wadley was a huge, huge, huge distraction mm-hmm. to Mr. Christine. Mm. And we saw that he kept asking him questions. Exactly. He kept asking him questions. And those questions at a point confused him mm-hmm. and made him to now rethink, mm-hmm. to have to now reconsider what evangelists had told him. Exactly. And we see that this same thing happened to Adam and Eve too while yeah. they were conversing with the with devil. The exactly. So... Yes, so we should, as much as possible, not entertain distractions. Mm-hmm. We should focus on what our, our, our master had told us mm-hmm. so that we will not move out of the way. Thank exactly. you, sir. Uh, thank, you so, thank you so very much, Mr. And you are just right on point. We have to avoid uh, distractions. And then I want to ask you, what makes uh, Mr. Wadley man's position compelling what makes it uh, what makes it persuasive and when we meet many of these distractions what makes them persuasive uh, what makes it persuasive uh, if you read uh, if you read psalm 73 we find an answer uh, that you find many of these people they are successful people in the world and that's why the author mm, called yes, exactly yes exactly it looks so appealing mm-hmm. very very appealing it's it's comfortable you exactly. know, this journey is the old rugged cross. Mm-hmm. Rugged, yes. Is, yes, very, very rugged. But uh, Mr. Wadley is making the other place compelling. Making, ah, no, you don't have to go through this long way. You, there's a short That's course. a short court. That's a better way. Eh, eh. Yeah, and, so and generally because that, that, Christian was coming from the swamp of death point, he still had the death on his body. Mm, I said, Look, what's wrong with you? Do you have yes. to go through a way like this? Exactly. Exactly. Thank you very much. Exactly. And I see this from the chat room, Sister Tutu. Thank you very much. Saying that we should be we should be wary of the counsel from people around us. Exactly. Well, and of course, when we see the people around us, I mean, if you see somebody who is maybe not successful in this world and is just struggling and he has a lot of problems, and the person says to you, "Look, what you're trying to do is not the right way. Let me show you. Let me show you the uh, the the truly right way." You will say to yourself, "Look, how, how can you possibly know the way?" Uh, in Yoruba, they say that 
Tori Lamako, somebody who, who promises to give you a new dress. You first look at what dress the person is putting on. It must be a very good dress for you to believe that this person is in a position to give you. So that is the the subtle danger with the worldly. People in the world, they have, many of them are successful people, fantastically successful, really, maybe fantastically rich and at top of their careers. And that's why we put, we reference there Psalm 73. Uh, from verse 3 where the uh, the psalmist proved there that for me I was envious of the boastful I saw their prosperity they had no pangs in death they don't even they don't even become sick before because they have fantastic health care they're not troubled uh, they, they wear their wonderful necklaces they eat in abundance they're just doing so well uh, they are the ones appointed to this position everywhere so uh, for a Christian who is on the straight and narrow path it is not to say that God cannot God will not give us the uh, the words of the eating it's not to say that God uh, will, cannot make us successful in this world but when the Christian is on the narrow path and then you come across somebody who is so successful by worldly standard and the person says to you you are wrong what's wrong with you this is the way let me show you the way it's a comparing argument unless uh, one continues to be grounded in in god's word and he said that, I mean, that is what he lost about spiritual journey those who are joining in this world they are going to meet with people who are successful by worldly standards and those people will be so compelling in their argument in their persuasive argument to say look just leave this this trouble and if you notice a part there uh mr worldly man said to christian look this part you are treading is filled with with swamp with sweat with lions with dangers and of course that's what the bible teaches as well and say look i'll show you i'll show you a better way okay you can still contribute to this as you go along but I want to move to the second question where we are asking, in what specific, in what specific ways uh, does Mr. Wardley Wiseman attempt to mislead Christian? Let's, let's look at that text. In what specific ways does he attempt to mislead him? And what can we learn uh, from each specific suggestion of Mr. Wardley Wiseman? Because it's always good to engage with the text and look at the specific ways that he said to him, look, uh, don't, that he, he, he attempts to change his way number one he said i'll give you counsel will you take my advice and christian said if it is good i will but i'm in need of good advice can somebody comment on that uh, with the benefit of what we know now what should have been christian's uh, response to that if somebody says oh i'll give you counsel will you take my advice what should have been his, his answer for me, I will tell him if it's God's will. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, exactly. Yes, that's just it. If, it's, if it's God's will, I will take it. Exactly. And the counsel shouldn't be opposite what Mr. Evangelist had told him. Exactly. And, and remember the book that he's holding. He's holding a book. Uh, with, you yeah. Know, <laughs> in the second chapter, it was, it was referring pliable to the book over and over again. But all of a sudden, yeah, uh, he's receiving counsel without cross-checking it with, with the book. So that should be the answer. You have a good counsel. Yeah, I'm going to take your counsel as long as uh, it is God's will and it aligns with with the Bible. Exactly. And then he said to him, well, who told you uh, the way to go is the evangelist? And he said, I cursed him for that counsel. I cursed him for that counsel. He said, so that's one way. So number one, yeah, he tried to, to make the people of God unattractive to Christian. You know, and people don't don't, don't associate with those people. Well, they are just don't associate with those people. Uh, they, they don't have anything to anything to give, and they may even point out to say, "Look, evangelist, what was he wearing? Uh, where does he work? What does he do? You see, is that the kind of person you want to listen to? Whether that makes something 
decent uh, for yourself, something decent of your own life. Again, looking at it says, listen to me, for I'm older than you. What do you say about that? Especially when worldly people want to advise, say, look, listen to me, I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about age. In fact, when I read it, mm. it that thing sunk deep because exactly. you know. We always say experience is the best is the best teacher. Experience is the best teacher, mm. yeah, and you know people gain experience by age at least, so to say. Mm. So it's not really by age. The fact that uh, this person is older than you, mm. he has seen a lot, he has learned a lot. You should go by his advice, in as much as that advice isn't in line with the Bible, then we shouldn't go by it. It's not by age actually. Exactly, it's not by age and it's not by uh, social standing as well. So they look, I'm better than you, I'm this, I'm that. Uh, thank you to, to writing here saying, if it, if it conforms with the word of God, yes. And then age has nothing to do in the knowledge of the word of God. Absolutely, absolutely. And then again, he said, Christian said to him, I, I, I got this burden by reading the book in my hand. And the man said, I thought so. It has happened to so many other weak men. You know, so you know, so when we come to people and say, "Look, I have this body in my heart," or oh, I'm convinced of myself, say, "Look, you are just weak. What's wrong with you? Just get this thought out of your hand, out of your head, and even stop reading the Bible." We wanted to convince him uh, to stop reading the Bible, and of course, as Evangelist later said, one of the uh, most dangerous thing he mentioned to him was to abandon the narrow way. Say, "Look, there is a better way. Uh, there is Mr. Legality." Let me ask us, and I want more people to contribute. What is the danger with? legalism legalism is to say that just follow some set of rules just follow some set of rules and uh, you will get it right what is the danger with legalism i think evangelist mentioned it there towards the end uh, what is the danger the main danger of legalism of thinking that if i follow some moral codes after all i'll, I'll be okay and many of us must have, must have come across people like that who are actually very good people. I, I know some people like that, and I always grieve for them. I always try to tell. Sometimes it's even difficult to witness to them because, from what you see, they're actually outstanding members of the members of the of the society. And they say, "Look, I do all these things. What else do you think but I need to do?" Anyone to anyone to tell us the danger, the real danger of legalism. Anyone volunteering that? It holds us in bondage. It holds us in bondage. bondage. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It leads us in bondage because then you are now slave to that law. You are now slave to those laws. You want to follow them religiously. And then the more you try to follow it, the more you find yourself unable to. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I love that we are going to get it very shortly. The more you try to follow, the more you find yourself unable to, because the laws are so bad. Okay, boys, let me now ask you: What about those people that claim that look, I'm just perfect, I, I follow this, I don't do anything wrong? Uh, are they not able to keep it? Because my, my own, I'm not sure there's anyone that can really keep all the laws exactly without the help of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. So even when they are saying that. It's, it can never be perfect. Yeah, yeah. They will still have one shortcoming or the other. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, the, so, so many people... In their own eyes, they might seem to be perfect, but by the time it goes through scrutiny, mm. something will be found missing. Missing, absolutely. And the most important thing is that we 
have a way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. No one comes to the Father except through me. So no matter how they might try to do that, if they are not going through Jesus, Exactly. Going to their way. Exactly. Exactly. So you just made the point that I want. I wanted to make that being that there is no one who can who can be totally upstanding, who keeps all the laws, who does not infract any law at all. So some people will say, "Look, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do this." So what else do you do? You think I need to do? Uh, and so uh, Mr. Wardley Wiseman was lying there when he said, "Look, go to Mr. Legai. They keep all the laws there in their village. Everybody is happy. They do the right things." These are people who just deceive themselves. Uh, this is what it was written. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is destruction. And I love this because uh, one of the major dangers with legalism is that it leads to death. This is that we become we become strange, we become uh, slaves to the law, but ultimately it leads to death. It has taken us away from the narrow path, away from the way of the cross, and then to another way. And so you have people who are at ease in Zion. They just feel like I'm doing I'm doing my best. I'm not hurting anybody. So uh, why would God not allow me into heaven? But uh, it leads to destruction, and that's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous one. Thank you very much, man, for, for joining the discussion there. And I want to ask, uh, look at this. Uh, let us look at, look at the role of evangelists here. Evangelists, what specific lessons can we learn as people who have been put in the position to, uh, to help others, to help younger Christians? What can we learn from evangelist methods and interventions? Let's be creative about it. What can we learn from his methods and his interventions? Okay, just before that, as you think about that, let me quickly read some messages we have on WhatsApp. This is from uh, the brother Shinwe Daily. Thank you for joining us. Say thanks, thanks to Ni for that long read. I say one of the problems with legalism is that it obscures the truth. And that's so true. It obscures the truth, covers the truth, doesn't let us see it. The Samaritan woman would have lost if she stayed on the on our position that the Samaritans should have nothing to do with the Jews. Same with Peter in Acts 10. Legalism would have obscured the possibility of witnessing to Cornelius and his household, and that's so true. Legalism obscures the truth. For Mommy OG, sometimes people of the world speak as if they have authority, and they discourage us, and they don't really have authority. Just as the serpent did to Eve, the word of God must be in our hearts to avoid sin. Psalm 119, verse 11. And yes, that's so true. Thank you also very much for, for joining this. Uh, the question now is, what can we learn from evangelists? What specific lessons can we learn from his methods and his interventions? What specific uh, lessons can we learn? I mean, for me, for one, is the fact that, well, he took further interest in Christian's journey. He did not just leave him. Yes, he, pointed, he was the one who preached to, to Christian in the first place. He found him and pointed him the right way. Uh, but obviously, he showed up again. And it says to us that there is something called discipleship, there is something called evangelism and then discipleship. We witness to people and we follow up. We follow up, we don't just leave them. And that's something that is lacking in many Christian ministries nowadays. We find people, talk to them the first time, and then we leave them. But people still need, still need support. And not only sinners who are coming to Christ for the first time, but even Christians who are passing through tough times. Maybe you help somebody, somebody shares a problem with you, you pray with that person, but then I don't forsake him. Oh, yes, Tutu just said exactly the same thing here in the chat room. He did not forsake Christian. 
That's I'm reading from the chat room. Though he, he pointed his errors to him, at the same time, he showed him the way out. Exactly. And that's what we are called to do. That's something we can learn from evangelists. He did not forsake him. Obviously, he must have been following him, maybe in the spiritual mind. So he was able to appear to him again. And say, ah, how did you get here? I thought I pointed you that road. And then he was able to help him. Oh, what else can we learn from evangelists in the way he, uh, he interacted with, with, um, with, with Christian? And now, okay... <laughs> Uh, this is very beautiful, Dr. Kumali joining us on WhatsApp. Thank you very much, Doc. This is what he has written. Intervention, discipleship with practical follow-up. Thank you very much, Doc, uh, for joining us. And uh, we are going to invite you for a special session, maybe when we get to the midway of this book, uh, to do a special appearance for us. Thank you, Doc, for joining us. He has written saying, intervention, discipleship with practical follow-up. Practical follow-up. And that's something we have to learn. Practical follow-up. He has also written here, Dr. Dick Kumali saying, method, Correction based on scriptures and not merely personal ideas or legalism. Hmm. So, you know, the question is about uh, what can we learn about evangelists' interventions? The first lesson Dr. Gumali telling us is we can learn of discipleship with practical follow-up as to evangelist methods. We can learn to correct based on the scriptures and not merely personal ideas or legalism. And I love that you're bringing this up because we discussed this last week as well. Uh, before evangelists went astray, if I may put it that way, you know, he was talking to pliable, uh, always referencing the scriptures. And now we have evangelists as well, correcting Christian with copious references to the scriptures. And that's so important. Um, and, okay. Another thing is that he was thorough. Yes. Evangelist was thorough, right? Yes. Exactly. It was thorough. Exactly. Because we can all agree. Look at that. You know, I said it earlier on that you look at the text for today. It's like a vision and the interpretation of the, of the vision itself. So evangelism was so thorough. It took him through what, what he did wrong. I highlighted them, listed them, and supported them with scriptural uh, passages. Yes. And we have to be thorough as well. So, and, and even in his questioning, he mm-hmm. kept at it. He wanted to know ex- all that went on. Mm-hmm. Step by step. Step by step. He kept asking him. Yeah, so allow him to hide anything. Mm-hmm. Put everything else into the into the open. Into the open. Yeah. Yeah. So he was able to really know what uh, went wrong. What and transpired? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And was, how it went wrong. It was very. It was very thorough. So even us, you have to be thoroughly equipped. Thoroughly equipped to do uh, the work of an evangelist. Okay. Go ahead, ma. I I just want to add that. Um, with that compassion, yes. With that compassion, it's not really effective to disciple. Good. Without compassion, reach out to people. You you have to have compassion. Mm. You see, um, you cannot minister to people that you you don't have feelings for. True. It is not possible. True. You for you to. You know, you can disciple. But then if there is no compassion, it's um uh it's um how would I put it now? Mm. It's obligation without love. Without love, exactly. Yes, and, and there's no way you can disciple people without compassion. Exactly. You see, you've got to have that compassion for the people that oh, if they let's look at Jesus himself. Mm. You know, Jesus is a very bad salesman, very, very bad salesman, <laughs> because he did not mean words. You know, 
a salesman will cajole you, mm -hmm. will try to convince you that's mm -hmm. not Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus will say it the way it is. Mm. If you don't deny yourself, carry your cross, do this, you, you cannot follow me. Cannot follow there me, is yeah. no aha. Uh -huh. But then, at the same time, he has compassion. Mm. Because if we read the Bible, anytime that, comp that compassion, that's why it, you know, miracles happen. Mm. That's why healing took place. That's why, you know, it could, but to disciple, you got to be um, out there strict at the same time compassionate yeah i i, I, I fully understand that point uh-huh so without that compassion you're just talking absolutely fact, the the people could add in their hearts yeah because they, you know they can read through you absolutely they can read through you absolutely uh-huh and uh, you are just talking just talking I mean, you don't care for them you don't want so it's like okay you are just acting, mm. and they could resist. They could resist exactly. Exactly for somebody who is just uh, intervening as a matter of duty. Maybe just my my Christian duty, yes. or or yes. I've just been asked by yes. a church to do it. So just as a matter of duty, yes. and you're very right. People can yes. sense it if you go out to witness. They can sense that well, this person is just doing it because they are they have come from a church and he has to do it. Yes. Uh, but we must truly have compassion for the lost, for the lost. Really want to bring them back, and that's the only thing that will make one uh, committed to following up. To following up yes mm. yeah thank yes. you so very much that, that's and true to, to be interested in their personal well-being mm -hmm. you know their family to be interested in the strong not only just follow the narrow way you see uh, if a man has um like a pilgrim or what's the name of Christian. the guy in the story Christian. okay and um hungry nobody gives him food this and that nobody cares about that we're just saying okay you are making a mistake this mm. is the way this is what the bible says this mm. is of course you just say, okay okay it's all right that's what the bible says but those things are still nagging mm -hmm. uh, you know and no solution because that's there are some solutions that we can for anybody yeah god does it uh-huh but we there are some things that we can do to ease people's body. And if we don't do that part, mm. if, I don't, you know, if we no, don't I, do I, that I fully part, understand. If we don't do that part, we, we, we won't actually be able to uh, to convey the message, yes. to convince people. Uh, yes. And, uh, yes, interest. Yes. But, you know, because you are the only, you are the God that person sees. That exactly. the God is exactly, and you know if uh, it's like ah okay, you know yeah. I the where I'm coming from, it, it's not like this. So what is it? If I have any need anything, people give me, I get it. And so what is it? But at the same time, there's a way that you have to teach the person to depend on God. Mm -hmm. That's okay. God is the God will do this, exactly. God will do that. Exactly. But there are certain things that we have to do on our own. Absolutely. Otherwise, we're just talking. Absolutely. Thank you so very much, Ron. Thank you so very much. We also have this comment here from Dr. Digbe Gugwale saying that, I want to read what he wrote on WhatsApp. Evangelist was not reluctant to help Christian experience godly sorrow that leads to repentance. 
tough yeah, love exactly. tough love is our father's way chastening mm-hmm. that brings a soul back to the narrow way facing the straight yeah. gate is the work of the holy spirit and that's so true mm-hmm. so evangelist did that it was not reluctant he he led him to experience godly sorrow and of mm-hmm. course as as doctor tough love is our father's way uh, sometimes god shakes us up just to bring us back to the uh, to the narrow way but then as uh, auntie, uh, as you have said uh, it is we must do it all out of love as sister Iseka mentioned we must be very thorough at it always referencing the scriptures otherwise we are going to uh, we are going to miss it uh, thank you so very much. So I want each of us to have in mind now, uh, what's your takeaway from this chapter? But as you think about that, uh, I want to refer to two scriptural passages now, Exodus 19, 16 to 18, and Hebrews 12, 21. Hebrews 12, 21. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. That's Hebrews 12, 21. Exodus 19, 16 to 18. It says, on the morning of the third day, there was a thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. I want to ask you, to which portion of the text are you going to map these two scriptures? Just to test how much we understand this text. To which portion of the story are you going to map these two scriptures? Remember, do you know the do you remember the context for these two passages when God gave the law? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. On Mount Sinai, people trembled. Uh-huh. So if you remember that's a portion of this text, uh, who can help us out there? The um I didn't get you. The what? The portion of the text. That's a part of the story we read today that yeah. talks about this. Uh, and I can help out. If you recall that uh, immediately Christian turned from the narrow way and wanted to go up the hill to that city to meet with Mr. Legality, uh, the, the text says that the hill was so uh, daunting, so daunting that uh, he began to tremble. Uh, it was something difficult for him. And I think... Right. This, and it's the second... Okay, go ahead, it's the second... <laughs> I said he was afraid that he was going to fall on his head. Exactly, he was afraid I was going to fall on his head. And I know that ties into what you said earlier on, that you say you become you become a slave to the law because you cannot keep all of it. The burden, the burden of the law is so mighty, so huge, and that will make us understand when our Lord said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Because that's what the Lord does. It leads us away from the narrow path. It leads to destruction, but then it also has burdens upon burdens upon burdens. You have to keep this. You have to keep, and every time you are checking, have I kept this? Have I gone astray? Have I done this? And then the people who are, who are writing the laws, they, they are not from God, but they are human beings like you. They just give you more laws and more laws and more laws. And again, if you remember Psalm 16, say, great, the sorrow of those who seek after other gods. Because those other gods and their priests and all their agents, they just cook up laws and cook up rules and, and, and lay it, they pile it, pile it on those, uh, on those who follow them. So uh, the people of Israel, they trembled at the time the law was given, uh, it was a terrifying sight. But Jesus calls us, saying, "Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you, I will give you rest." Salvation is by grace and by grace alone. I also have you on WhatsApp, Grandma S, saying the word empathy rather than judgmentalism comes to mind, and that's so true. Tying into what Hans Schumi said, the word empathy 
rather than judgmentalism comes to mind. And that's what we have to do. While at the same time telling it as it is, but it must be from a position of understanding in love and, yeah, exactly. Hebrews 10, 38, and, but by righteousness, one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. By righteousness, one will live by faith. Clearly, we can map this to what Evangelist said to, to Christian, that the law has never saved anyone, has never cured anyone, anyone. So the people who appear, you know, the worldly wise man who appear so at ease, like the world is perfect, they are doing very well. Have they been cured of their, of their sin sickness? No, they've not been cured. It is only by faith in Christ that one uh, will receive that, uh, that healing uh, from being sick with sin. It is only by that. Matthew 12, 31, And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. I want us to, I want to, I want us to limit ourselves to the first part. Every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven. How can we relate it to this, uh, to, to this text? I think we can relate it by saying it as an encouragement. Exactly where the Bible says, uh, if we confess our sins, it's faithful and just to forgive. Uh, towards the end of that text, Evangelist, sorry, Christian was so terrified. Uh, he, he had just come to faith newly. And he had said to say, I have sinned. I've divided from the narrow path. Now God will surely strike me down. You know, God will surely strike me down or uh, he's not going to accept me again. Oh, so early in my journey and, I make, and I've made this uh, this. A horrible mistake. And the evangelist was uh, was right, faithful to the scriptures when he said to him, Look, sins will be forgiven, be of good cheer, don't be afraid. And each of us must hear that as well from time to time. Uh, when we make errors, uh, if we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves, but it's faithful and just to forgive us. But then he goes on to say that uh, all that assurance is to make us not to sin, not to sin uh, with license, but let us bear in mind that when we sin, it's faithful and just uh, to forgive. And we must not ever forget to say that to the world, to remember, when we have the opportunity to witness to anybody. Remind people that sinners Jesus will receive. Sinners Jesus will receive. The truly repentant Jesus will receive. Thank you very much, Sister Yemisi Guntai, for joining us today. And she wrote on, t- on WhatsApp saying, Evangelists did not rebuke in a harsh manner, but spoke the words of virtue from the Bible. And I love everybody emphasizing this. Uh, saying, yes, 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 he, did not speak in a, he did not rebuke in a harsh manner. Again, Grandma S saying that empathy, empathy played a role here. Uh, Mommy Oji saying that we have to be concerned for the people among us. If you remember what Apostle uh, Peter wrote, I think First Peter 3, 15, when he said, well, do not ever hesitate to tell people of the hope that you have within you, but say it with patience and with love. Patiently yes. and in love, exactly. Patiently and in love. Don't just go about and say, look, see, what's wrong with you? You've already made this horrible mistake. Let us do it patiently and with love. We want to manage our time very carefully, but I, I'm, I'm glad we all have this note. We can go through all those scriptural passages and map them to different parts of the Bible. I want us to go through the class so that we don't miss anything out. Uh, people here in the virtual class and those who are listening can join us on WhatsApp. What's your own takeaway? Because this is where it becomes interesting. What's your own takeaway from this, from this text, from the chapter on Mr. Wardley Wiseman? Either something you are taking away, okay, this is the truth 
there'll be many things, but maybe this is the chief of them. Or maybe there is a particular text you want us to just look at. You want you want to underline, so to say. Uh, maybe is there any part of the book that you have underlined? I don't know many of us are reading it, right, uh, on electronic platform. So open now, everybody, join us on WhatsApp everywhere. Tell us what your takeaway is. Let me first read this from. Okay, Doctor Gumale is still typing. I'll read it later on. But we have this in the chat room from Tutu saying that my take home is that God's word is the standard and the standard is written in capital the, the standard and i agree with you that's something to take that's something to take home from this text uh the people who are successful in this world they, they, they suppose themselves to know it all deep in themselves they know that they are lacking the real truth they are not cured but it's but outwardly appearing they seem to have everything uh, in order, everything said. So they say, "Look, this is the way to go." I can tell you the way to go, but uh, this is uh, this is started. I wouldn't get saying the take home is that God's word is the standard, not the older person, not the wiser person, not the richer person, not the more successful person, not the better placed person in the society. You know, uh, the God's word is the standard. Who else wants to share uh, a takeaway point with us? As you think about that, let me read this from WhatsApp from Dr. Adegbego Kumale. He wrote here saying, The guilt of backsliding can be so great that a man can be discouraged from traveling further with God. That is what the devil wants. The specifics of our sins may trouble us, yet God is able to forgive any sin except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And that is absolutely correct a perfect interpretation of what our lord said uh, in that portion of the scripture and i mean many of us can relate with this i mean if we are if we had extensive time we could have people to tell stories of when they made horrible mistakes even in their christian life and people even people who have been in christ for so long you know making mistakes and that's why uh, nobody he who thinks he stand should take it lest he fall. Sometimes you think, well, I've been in the faith for so long, but then you find yourself making such uh, egregious mistake. And as Dr. Gumwala has written, the guilt, either of backsliding or falling into error or falling into sin can be so great that one may be discouraged from traveling further with God. But as evangelists said to Christian, be encouraged, be encouraged. Sinners, Jesus will receive. Thank you so very much. Another one? Any, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm- I want to say that um, even with that, mm-hmm. even with that, the Bible says in Romans 6, yes. no more condemnation mm, for those like Christ Jesus. Oh, yes. Um, guilt mm. is not from God. For a child of God, guilt is not from God, it's from the devil. Exactly, and, and in fact, that guilt is what is what Christian is carrying that he has to find a way to get yes. rid of. Guilt is from the devil, mm. and as a Christian, because God will not condemn his children, he said so, no more condemnation, and he won't go against his word. Mm-hmm. Guilt is from the devil, and that's what he wants you to feel because when you feel guilty, mm. there is no way you can move towards God. But well, then he's forgotten that it's a family matter. Mm. It's my a family matter, right? Is, my sin is against my father. Mm. So you have no part to play in it. We will settle it. Exactly. And if instead of running away from God, no matter the mistake, 
you run towards God. Mm. Amen. Look yeah. at the prodigal son. Absolutely. God's arms are always open. Always wide receive. open. Thank you so very much. I, I love the way you have put it, so, man. But thank you very much. God's arms are always wide open, and it's so so much to learn from the story of the prodigal son. And I love how, how you put it there. I'm going to listen to it again. You say, no matter what has happened, you should be running to the cross. Nearer, my God, to thee. Even though it is a cross that raises me, even though it is my sin, I'll just go nearer, nearer, my God, to thee. Hmm, nearer, my God, to thee. Thank you. It is to the way of cross we must go. Uh, we also have on WhatsApp. Thank you, there, Auntie Sister Tokeladi, for joining us and saying that. Uh, I think the takeaway for her, she has written on WhatsApp, quote, any advice that is not in line with the Holy Book, which is the word of God, please do not follow or listen. Please do not follow or listen if it is not in line with the word of God. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad that you joined this uh, this study. Okay, go ahead. Domi, you want to say something? Yeah, my take home from the passage we just read is um, when we see the evangelist, when mm. he caught um, Christian's hand and he told him, stop doubting mm-hmm. and believe. And believe, yeah. Stop doubting and, and believe. believe. I love so that part. So we as Christians in the race, um, in whatever situation we find ourselves, um, we should not be swayed by people like Mr. Worldly Wiseman, legality, mm. civility, about what they will say. Mm-hmm. We should always hold on to the word of God. We should always believe and not doubt his word because mm-hmm. God's words are ever true. Ever true, ever true. Thank you very much. And, and, and I'm glad that you referenced that because when I read it as well, I, rather every time I read it, I always love that piece. Don't stop doubting and believe and believe. The one who has said, as Antonio has said, the one who has said that we forgive is true, is, is faithful. Uh, that's why uh, the Apostle John wrote saying he is faithful and just, meaning that he will keep his word. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all of all unrighteousness. I love that. Thank you very much. Stop doubting and believe. And and, and I love that this book has so many practical applications for all of us, those who are coming to Christ newly, and those who have been in, in the faith. These are these are reminders that we need. Reminders that look, even when we fall, we make errors, remember to run to the cross. Last week, we, we were studying about uh, falling into the swamp of despond. And somebody reached out to me after the, after the class saying that, oh, th- that was a very uh, beautiful thing. It was helpful for our Christian journey. And even myself, I mean, last week we were talking about not falling into, into depression, into dejection. And I found myself the next day, you know, falling into that for like two days. And I just felt so bad. I just, it was, it was just like a morass uh, for me. I was trying to get out. And what I did was just every time to go on my knees and pray and read the Psalms. I couldn't even say anything, but just read the Psalms. And the more of the Bible I read, uh, the uh, then I, re- I received help just as we read in that book. And I hope even for today, if any one of us has, has fallen into sin or if anyone should ever fall into sin, we pray, do not fall into sin. Do all your best to not to. Uh, but remember that uh, the song should be uh, nearer my God today. It's a family matter. As Antia has pointed out, it's a family matter. You just run to your father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and earth. Just like the prodigal son said. I wrote, I wrote my own takeaway points on the... Okay, I'm just what's reading that? it, but, but you can read it out now. <laughs> or do you want to read it? No, you can read it, sir. Okay, thank you. This is from our Jessica Sabiria Seka saying, take away, quote, there will always be pressure from the world against Christians. We must be focused and refuse to give in. Hmm, there will always be pressure. And then she wrote again, and be familiar with the scriptures to quench the flaming darts and arrows of the wicked. Exactly, that's from Ephesians. Yes, be familiar with the scriptures to quench the flaming darts 
and arrows of the wicked. Psalm 73 is good to read often. I agree with you. We should never envy the prosperity of the world. So I say like three takeaways here now from Stabian second number one, uh, there will always be pressure. We must know that there will always be pressures from the world. We must be focused, don't give in. Number two, be familiar with the scriptures so that I can quench the flaming darts and arrows of the wicked. Number three, read Psalm 73 often. And you see, everybody must hear that they read Psalm 73 often. Otherwise, you begin to think that uh, you are missing something because everybody is prospering. Or look, if they are prospering and they are not in the narrow way, they must be doing something right. So read Psalm 73 often. And do not envy the prosperity of the world. Thank you. Uh, that is absolutely absolutely correct. I see some people still typing. We're going to hold on a bit so that we read uh, all the things coming in. Yes, uh, good, good, good. A wonderful, wonderful session again. This is this book is just we thank God for the inspiration given to uh, John Boyan to write uh, this book uh, that written in sixteen at uh, sixteen seventy eight, but still as relevant as ever because it is all based on the scriptures. On the scriptures, tomorrow's class we are going to be reading about the narrow gate. And as I said earlier on, our Sunday class will be limited to just one hour. It will be eight to nine. But you know, the, so the Sunday class will always be limited to one hour, not this one and a half hours that we have done today. I hope all of us will make it a point to to join us again tomorrow. So uh, those was please type and then let's read your takeaway point uh, from today. I love where evangelist said to Christian, "Your sin is very great, but then." God will forgive. So we have to balance it as well. Uh, encouraging people to be reminded that God will forgive. But if sin has been committed to say, look, the sin is very great. Uh, the sin is very great. And this is the exact sin uh, that has been that has been committed. The worldly, worldly wise man. And we are always, we are always going to keep meeting with them, meeting with them on the way. Okay, I saw that Dr. Gwali was typing, but you're not typing anymore, so I can, I can see that. That's so thank you very much. Hmm. Okay, I missed this one earlier on. This is from our brother, Obafemi Badmos. He's my personal friend. I've known him since university days, so thank you, uh, Femi, for joining us. He wrote that he was offering ease, meaning that uh, that worldly wise man was offering ease, whereas uh, God calls us to walk in the narrow path. And he has also written saying, quote, every man wants the easy way. Now it's called the soft life. And that's so true. Many of us in the culture, you know that what, that's what we hear now, soft life. I want the soft life. I want the soft life. And this is Femi Badmore saying to us, uh, Mr. Wadley Man was pointing Christian to the soft life. It is devoid of the cross. It is not about God. It has always to be about God. Uh, if God decides to give us ease, Glory to God. Uh, if He decides to call us to the to the you know to the difficult path, it will, it will give us grace. It is always well with the Christian soul. When peace like a river attended by way, one or when sorrows like sea billows roll, the, the, the Holy Spirit has taught us that it is well. It is well. Take away from Doctor Dick Begogwali. God forbid that I should glory in any other thing but Christ. A more sophisticated way of legalism. Civility, academic superiority, etc., will be a departure from grace. Amen. Thank you. God forbid that I should glory in any other thing but Christ. But Christ, exactly. No matter how highly we have achieved in this world, just be reminded that it is Christ and Christ and Christ alone. Thank you so very much for making uh, this session so beautiful, and thank you for 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 joining us in this 
in this journey as we make progress. I pray that as we make progress in reading this book, so uh, will we make progress in our Christian journey as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. I look forward to you joining us again at 8 p.m. tomorrow. We keep it under one hour uh, looking at the narrow gate. That's the next chapter we're going to read, the narrow gate. Our closing song for today, I've decided to follow I decided to follow Jesus and then the world behind me, the cross before me. After that, we're going to call on our brother, Allah Token, to uh, say the closing prayer. I've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. Let's sing that together. decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. 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 No turning back. No turning back. Oh yes, I pray the Lord will give us grace not to turn back, not to turn back from from the pilgrim way, from the narrow path in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I think that is no longer on the call. I don't see him here on WhatsApp. So Bolanle, are you available to, to say the closing prayer? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you now. Go ahead. I want to say thank you, Lord, for today. We want to say you, thank Lord. you for your this reading. We want to thank you for all we've learned to, tonight. Oh, Lord, accept our thanks and praises in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, even as we embark on this journey with you, I pray, Lord, that you continue to strengthen us. You Amen. continue to lead us. Amen. You continue to grant us wisdom on how to 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 do things that pleases you mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. Amen. And we commit, even as we are going to bed tonight, Lord, I pray you go with us. You protect us Amen. from every evil in the name of Jesus. Amen. And when we shall gather yet tomorrow, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would keep us still. You keep us to that in the name of Jesus. Amen. At, at the end of the day, we shall have full cause to glorify our name. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you all so very much. See you again tomorrow by the grace of God. Everybody on on, on gospelbestview.com, like Satakula Dipo, Bego Gumale, Grandma S, Mommy OG, Sayemse Guntayo, Brashim, Oyedele, Buffet Badmos, everyone, thank you all so very much. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. And for those who did not participate, so we cannot know whether you're there, but we see the numbers here and the record number, really. Thank you all so very much. God bless you. Very good. And keep singing that song. No turning back. No turning back. See you tomorrow. Bye bye.
You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you.